with all due respect to my Ben and Jerry's friends. Seriously, this is... I even brought in the box today. Oh, I'm sorry, Fat Joe, don't listen to this. I even brought a Save the Box. And I don't ordinarily like Haagen-Dazs ice cream because I don't care what anybody says, including that Dulce, Dulcebag, Deleche, whatever that crap is. It's watery. Haagen-Dazs is watery. It's not ice cream. It's not gelato. It's uh, watery crap. But, but, I have discovered at my Amico station on Sunrise, isn't that amazing that you have to go to a gas station now to get good ice cream bars and pints ice cream, stuff like that? The Haagen-Dazs. And what does it mean, limited edition? I get real nervous when I see that. It's kind of like what Arby's used to do and Wendy's does every now and then, Dave Thomas, because he's a pervert and, uh, you know, very sadistic. And they'll come up with something special and a once-in-a-while thing, and then after you really get hooked on it, like two months later, oh, well, that was just a limited thing. That was just a, a dry run, a test. Well, what the hell was that all about? It was great. Yeah, but we're not making those anymore. It was too good. So it says on the box, limited edition, Haagen-Dazs Caramel Brittle Crunch. I'm going to tell you, if you can only eat five of these, you are really, you've got tremendous willpower. Oh, God, are these good. Caramel ice cream with caramel swirl dipped in Haagen-Dazs milk chocolate coating and peanut brittle crunch. Get the honey, Junior. Oh, God. And the best part of the whole thing is the whole bar's only got 33 grams of carbs, which is, uh, you know, more than your daily quota, but you could probably sneak one of these in every day. But at any rate, it says to Danny's birth and Sammy boop about. And as usual, Michael Mayo's Michael May hold the mayo is full of crap. He said it's sad that some, never any names in here. I wonder who those some are. It's sad that some are trying to turn the home run chase into the latest litmus test on race. Mark McGuire has gotten most of the attention, not because he's white, but because he was the first to make it to the magic number 61 and 62. If Sammy Sosa goes ahead and stays ahead, a conspiracy to place white athletes over black athletes. How do you explain all those Michael Jordan magazine covers while John Stockton was again leading his team to the NBA Finals? Very simple, Michael Mayo, a mayonnaise head. Because Michael Jordan is the best player to ever play the game. He's a mega, mega star, the greatest in the world as far as his sport is concerned, and is a household name all over the world and the universe. That's very simple, and there's the answer for it. And then he goes on as if to argue with himself. Still, it would be naive to think race doesn't shape the way some people think. And what if Sammy was taking Andrew and not Mark McGuire and people would... So he's arguing with himself, as usual, because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Linda Robertson, for once in her life, about like once every six months, she writes something that makes some sense in a Herald, which is unusual for that paper. Baseball forgets to keep her eye on the ball. In fact, there's just, now all of a sudden we got 75 million articles about Sammy Sosa and the uh, people from La Republica Dominicana. And uh, these articles point out several things which are all very accurate since I watched uh, quite a bit and I taped the rest of the San Diego Cubs game out in the West Coast last night. Just in case Sammy would have hit one. He struck out four times, by the way. But hey, listen, and the Cubs lost the game, and the Mets came back and beat Houston next in innings. Great, great wild card races in both leagues, especially in the National League. But was there any celebration out there on the field after Sammy hit 62? No. Did the Cub management do anything? No. It was Bud Selig, the commissioner of baseball, who lives 90 miles away in Milwaukee, 90 miles from Chicago. Was he there to, like, uh, no. do anything? I mean, you know, being the first, I do understand that. But the fact is, these guys were tied at 54 home runs. They were tied at 55 home runs. And even though McGuire pulled away a little bit, it was the first to break the record. I mean, Sammy now, I think most people would say, he's probably got a better shot at uh, hitting, like, more than McGuire's going to wind up with. McGuire's got a bum back and uh, this and whatever. 
But for some reason, so if it isn't race, what is it? Maybe somebody out there in this audience can tell me. If it isn't a racial thing, what is it that causes uh, Sammy Sosa to get only a tiny fraction, a fractionoid of the attention that Mark McGuire got? Because Mark McGuire has been chosen by the sports, by the uh, jockocracy, by the media. He's the hero. He's the new Babe Ruth. That's why. Even though Sammy Sosa is a better athlete, he's going to be the most valuable player in the National League, and Mark McGuire will not be. He's got a better batting average. He's got more RBIs. He's going to wind up on. But did they stop the game, the official ceremony whatsoever? No. Nothing. And not only that, but here's another good point. Was it Linda Robertson who points out one of these 400 articles, and it's very good. And that is Sammy Sosa rounded the bases on his 62nd home run, tying McGuire and breaking Roger Maris's record of 37 years ago. Did the Milwaukee Brewers shake his hand? No. Did they high-five, low-five, no. grab him on the ass? No. Did they do anything? Did they acknowledge his accomplishment? No. What is that all about? Huh? As opposed to big, fat Mark McGuire there that everybody, hey, we're high-fiving, we're grabbing, we're squeezing. Guys are running in from the outfield. We give them a 62 Corvette. But this Schwarzer here from the Dominican Republic, well, he's too dark for us, you know? Don't give me that crap, Michael Mayo. You're living in la-la land, man. You're just uh, in, in denial. Very sad. And embarrassing, too, by the way. Ten minutes after ten at five speed. Q-A-M. junior. QM said, talk about bandwagon jumpers, and little George came up with a, a great slogan. In fact, this is the uh, philosophy now with the Cuban radio stations and many of the other bandwagon jumpers. Better a spick than a mick oh! in a home run race. Because all of a sudden, uh, every Cuban radio station, it says here, champion Sosa all morning. Yesterday, commentators spoke of Latin American solidarity. Oh, my God, Latin American solidarity? <laughs> I thought they all hate each other. Don't they all hate each other? All uh -huh. Of course they do. I mean, especially from the Dominican Republic. I mean, isn't that like way down there on the totem? Yeah, way down. Way down there. I mean, here's a guy who used to like uh, sell uh, shine shoes and sell fruit on the street to try to keep his family alive. And even, true story. That's, uh, well, we don't want to get in those human interest stories, okay, because we're not used to that kind of stuff. And even those on opposite sides of the political spectrum found a reason to uh, agree. Sammy, Sammy, that's right, they're all doing it, phony bandwagon jumpers. We have to celebrate this, clamored Augustin Tamargo of Radio Mambi. Radio Mambi. The cheers spilled over at El Padrinito restaurant on Calle Ocho, where the typical dishes of Sanco Sancocho Dominicano, a meat and potato stew, and Chivo Guisado, a goat stew, came accompanied with what else but talk of Sosa's prowess. This is spectacular, said waitress Sandra, Sandra Menendez. How is her brothers doing, by the way? They ever get out? The minute? No. They're still in? So there you go. Even the Cubans are jumping on the bandwagon, which it's interesting because Alex Rodriguez, like I've been telling you for two years now, one of the great young players in the game, probably be the best shortstop ever. Did the Cubans uh, talk about him? No. No, because he's from La República Dominicana. The great Hispanic ball players are from La República Dominicana. There you go. Oh! The guys that people are embarrassed by, like Jose Consaco, well, that's another story. Although El Douchebag did pitch a great game for the Yankees last night. Nice ball oh. here, El Douchebag. Toronto needed that, even though they blew their game. We're getting pretty baseball intensive now all of a sudden because this home run thing has brought people back to the game, had them glued to their sets. Those who know what the hell's going on. Oh, my God, we got so much crap. The president, by the way, is in big trouble, just in case you don't know that. I mean, this, people think that this is going to blow over. They think that because the popularity polls, and most of us are willing to say, forget about this, we don't want to know about it, that that's going to be enough. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot more, a lot worse. 
Now the Paula Jones thing is coming back, and they're talking about the uh, appeal on that case, and now her lawyers want to release his testimony in that case and put it up there, uh, you know, in big print to see that every, how he lied through his teeth, and the judge may have to reconsider her ruling on his testimony in that case because since that case was thrown out, the Supreme Court has ruled on another sexual harassment case, and et cetera, and so on. And so it just goes on and goes on and goes on. And I think the lesson in all of this is if you're not going to keep it in your pants, at least to keep it a secret, which he didn't do very well. Got major, major problems there. It isn't just going to blow over. Speaking of blow, I heard the interview this morning with Sean Burke on the worst team as I'm coming to work. Oh, my God. You know, Defoe, how is, are you guys all just a bunch of little ass suckers? Uh -huh. Is that what that morning show is all about? Just a little coffee clatch of ass suckers. And now here's the fine goaltender of the Florida Panthers, Sean Burke. The fine goaltender. Instead of just saying, here's the newest member of the Panthers, welcome to South Florida, have a great life, we wish you the best, even though we know you're mediocre. Here's the fine goaltender. I mean, quit sucking around, Defoe, will you please? Man. They're going to have to have some kind of a uh, light. Remember they used to call it liposuction? They're going to have to have liposuction to replace the lips from all the inverted uh, sucking that goes on that show. Everybody that's on it's just uh, one big suck fest. I mean, we wish him luck. We hope he uh, stops a few pucks here and there along the way. But he's a mediocre at best. In fact, even Brian Murray said he's in the middle of the pack. You know, when you get a new player and you say he's in the middle of the pack, that's not very en great enthusiasm, is it? The Edmonton Journal, up in a city where they know something about hockey, by the way, reports that Brian Murray hasn't lost his marbles. He's not given Sean Burke $4.3 million this year. That's over two years. And people in the organization say Burke's base salary is well under $2 million a year. He would earn bonus if Panthers made the playoffs, but that's hardly a given. Amen. Then it goes on to say some interesting things. What are they doing with the $2.4 million backup, Kirk McLean, Captain Kirk the Jerk? Murray talked to general manager Brian Burke in July about the Vancouver Canucks taking him back. But as long as Mike Keenan's the coach there, you can scratch that because he didn't like him. Let me say it again. He don't like him. He blows. Postscript. Florida still sniffing around the Detroit backup, Kevin Hodson. If the price is right, the top goalie prospect, Kevin Weeks, is stupidly playing hardball, reportedly wanting a million dollars a year even though he's never won an NHL game. Don't you just love kids who never want to pay their dues, it says. No, we don't. We can't stand them. We hate them like poison. He couldn't stop a watermelon, even if it had a side order of fried chicken with it. So there you go. That's the latest on that. And we still want to hear some more spy reports from people who got over to see the arena on. You know, we had two people respond to that yesterday, and one of them was there on Friday going in illegally. He sneaked his way in with some of the construction workers. Also, was he the guy or was it somebody else who was fetching yesterday about the flyover isn't done yet and is it going to be done in time for the games over there on Oakland? Well, here it is right in your newspaper with a big picture of the flyover and the whole deal. Sawgrass flyover to open for arena events. Oh! They're still working on it, but it will be open in time for Saturday for uh, Hockey Fest Day from 10 to 8 to Saturday. And it's perfectly safe to drive on, okay? You first, according to officials. Work still needs to be done on the grading and slopes, etc. and so on. But it will be open for all of the events coming up, including the exhibition games and the uh, Celine Dion, con oh, the Celine Dion <laughs> concert. And the first Panthers regular season game, October 9th. It will be open. Have no fear. Don't get panicky, okay? So maybe some of those season ticket holders who were over there on Saturday for see your uh, seat day, do something on your seat day, might call us today, but I have my doubts. All those great enthusiastic Panther fans, which we went through this last year again. Here's North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil? Yes, sir. Um, I don't understand. This is Bruce from North Miami, by the way. Uh-huh. Um... 
I don't understand why you have so much animosity towards Spanish people. What, what does that mean? You know, hostility towards I don't Spanish. have any hostility toward any group of people. I deal with people one at a time. Good people, bad people. I don't have any hostility toward people as a group. What, what does that mean? You don't have hostility. No. Okay. Uh, do why, why do you assume that I do? What did I say to make you assume I have hostility towards Spanish people? Well, you, you, you call them Julios or Specs. Yeah, and what do I call the gay people? Faggots, yeah. I went through this. I, I thought, are we a day late on this show? I went through this whole thing yesterday. If you use words that are pejorative terms, use them enough, it renders them meaningless. That's the point. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll take it that way then. Yeah. Okay. Okay, have a great day, Bruce, in North Miami Beach, who doesn't sound very Hispanic to me. But it looks, sounds like an Ojean provocateur is basically what it's all about. Open line in Broward and all of Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. I'm an equal opportunity. Make fun of them. That, that's what this show is all about. And if you haven't figured that out by this time, then, uh, you know, you must have just tuned in like two minutes ago. And then what are you calling for? Here's Miramar. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Well, um, see, people forget that your show is for entertainment purposes. Yeah. They try to take things too seriously. Uh-huh. Hey, my take on that home run race. Yes. I feel that Mark McGuire did get more accolades in song and dance, but then again, he did break the, the record that stood for 37 years. Yeah. When Sammy Sosa did it, you know, what he did, he didn't break the record. He surpassed Maris and is tied for what will be at he the also, end of the he season, also, the record. He also broke the record that stood for 37 years. Well, he didn't break it because it had already been broken by no, Mark, no, Mark No, he broke Maris's record. He didn't break He tied McGuire, but he also accomplished what they were both uh, looking to do, and that is break Roger Maris's record that stood for 37 years, which you just told me that's what McGuire accomplished. So did Sammy. Right. The only thing was that since Sammy did it, like, not even a week after Mark did it, that's yeah. why it wasn't such, you know, magnitude of a of celebration. Why, why Sammy, not? Why not? Well, I do agree that he did get the short end of the stick to some degree, but he did get how, front how come, page how news. Come, wait, he, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. How come there were no special baseballs for any of his at-bats? They were doing that with McGuire. I forget how many games they were doing that with the specially marked baseballs with the infrared marking so uh, we'd verify whoever got it and how much it was worth and yada, yada, yada. How come they were never at no point have they done that with Sosa? And they're still not doing it. I watched the game last night. They're still not doing it. Let me ask you this. What if he would have hit number 63 last night or hits it tonight in San Diego and, and, and passes the new record what then how come there's no special balls on that point i agree with you totally they've dropped the ball major league baseball has dropped the ball for mark mcguire in yeah. that aspect and how come when he rounded the bases against milwaukee the other night after we hit number 62 how come there was no celebration how come they didn't congratulate him nobody came over patted him on the back gave him a hug a kiss or what what was that all about well that's the cubs organization's fault because no, but the, what about the brewers the, well the brewers i they just wasn't uh being as, uh, as nice to him as, as the Cubs were. Because the Cubs were patting McGuire on the back and giving him, you know, high fives as he was going around. I think so. we're talking about a lack of class is what we're talking about. I, I agree with you. And like I said, I, I do believe he got the short of the stick to some degree. But yeah. he, ha he has gotten some uh, recognition for what he's done, you know. Not, not nearly as much. Not, in, not even sure. in the same category, not in the same league. And, and what are we going to do well, let me, let me if ask Sammy ends part. up with a one or two more home ones than Mark McGuire? You yeah, know? that's right. So. Then I said we give him two Corvettes. Yeah, I, I think exactly. I think if he if he beats out Mark McGuire, he deserves to get, of course, who much do you more. Who do you think is the better player? The better player? Yes, all around. Uh, I'd probably say the the better athlete would be Sosa. Yeah. Uh, because um, you know he plays in the outfield. He um, 
I don't, I don't know. He, he just seems to be like a better athlete. But as far as hitting, I think Mark McGuire is definitely the better hitter. The better, the better home, hit, run, the power better home hitter. run hitter. Yeah, he hit some long, longer home right. runs. So they, they both each have their different aspects as, that, as far as that's concerned. Right. But um, they're, both, they're both great players in their own respect. Okay. So, um, hey, Neil, I love your show. Have a great day. And back to you. Thanks. Okay, like George says, better the spick than the mix. Oh! That's our new motto, baby. I've been rooting for Sammy for weeks now, and it looks like he just might do it. God damn it. With or without his special balls, okay? So maybe he don't have special balls. We have an open line date, one in uh, Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line, 1027 on QM. Hank will be for another loss in Montreal tonight. Boy, did you see that crowd there last night? It said 11,000. I think it was more like 1,100. Charles Alpha, you're Beware of exploding balls. Monica Lewinsky, I've had a lot of time on my hands, but that's not all I've had on my hands lately. I'd like to tell you about a new game I just love. Pocket Pool from Hands Bro. <laughs> it's the handheld game I just never get tired of. Sure, you've probably tried the electronic fisherman, the handheld electronic golf, but a fast and furious game of pocket pool beats them all. <laughs> Best of all, you can play pocket pool just about anywhere. I enjoy it while I'm overseeing cabinet meetings, giving press conferences, you name it. As long as people are looking me in the eyes, I could play two, three, even four games of pocket pool and they never even know. <laughs> And remember, it don't matter if you stain your own clothing because they can't make you testify against yourself. <laughs> I love this game. Pocket pool from Hansbro. Paper towels sold separately. I won. I'll beat myself again. You know, the saddest part of the whole deal is that El Presidente is a lawyer, his wife is a lawyer, and yet they got, they've had the worst lawyers in the history of mankind. Wouldn't you think that lawyers would be able to hire other lawyers who would be uh, decent lawyers, uh -huh. like the best? Bad legal advice. That's what, what's really going to get his ass in a ringer. All those lies, all those denials. All Oh, yeah, I don't remember being alone with her. Bada beep, bada boop, bada ba. I mean, just, just creating this web. Instead of just being elusive and evasive, an elusive butterfly like Bob Lynn. Who? But instead of doing that, uh, you know, it's just very, very bad legal advice. And then I have to find out that Robert Bennett and William Bennett are brothers. And just after we find that out yesterday, guess who was all over the place last night? William Bennett. That sanctimonious right-wing asshole. He was on with Larry King last night, which I saw about two minutes up in between all the ball games. And guess who he was debating? I wish I would have seen the whole show because if I would have been know known that William Bennett was on there debating Mario Cuomo... That, you know what, that, that would be like Adelaide Stevenson debating Gilbert. I mean, that, that's the kind of debate that, yeah, seriously. That's right. That, that, would, that would be like uh, Walter Cronkite having a debate with Ron the Prozac guy. Yeah, right. Mario Cuomo debating William Bennett, that sanctimonious right-wing lunatic fanatic, just bleh, foaming at the mouth. Man, oh, man, a shovitz. We have two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Mobile in Palm Beach, hello. Mobile in Palm Beach. Okay, great. Okay, two open lines in Dade and one in Brad. I, I wasn't really, uh, I was sure he said it, but I couldn't believe that he said it, you know? I mean, I understand people say that in places where it makes sense to say it, but in that particular point, it didn't make any sense to say it. Okay, so what was the point? Please don't say the F word. Yeah, please, okay, and have a nice life up there in Palm Beach. Especially in Palm Beach, you can't say that word. 
Here's the North Miami Beach. Hello. What do you want to know, Mr. Rogers? Okay, great. Here's Boca. Hello. Boy, this is going to be a picnic here today. Boca. Yeah, hey. Uh, I was wondering if we could talk a little football. No. 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 Uh, okay. Well, that's all I wanted to talk. Okay, thank you. Have a nice life. Yeah, I wonder if we could talk a little football. Talk the other 20 hours of the radio station about football, okay? Anybody see the San Francisco-Washington game last night? <laughs> oh, that was a good game, huh? Another great contest. Get out of here. The excitement that's going on right now is in bat, is in base, whatever that sport is where they hit the ball with a stick like George says. In baseball, that's the uh, sports excitement going on. But this one-dimensional bunch of assholes. Oh, can we talk a little bit of football, huh? Danny Marino, Danny this, J.J. that same old tired, boring terminal crap. On and on and on and on. You guys talk about it, okay? Go out there and squeeze that pigskin. Even though it's coming close to the high holidays, go out there and squeeze that pigskin anyway. And have a great time doing it. Talk a little bit of football. This isn't a sports show. Let me say it for the 10 millionth goddamn time. It's the Neil Rogers Show. Does Neil Rogers give a crap about football anymore? No. Not unless Michigan State's beating up on Notre Dame and Michigan's getting beat. Other than that, who gives a crap? I heard Hank yesterday. You know, I mean, Hank is uh, Hank, you know, and uh, sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. But when he's trying to make a case that there was offensive excitement in the Dolphin game on Sunday because they had one drive down the field, they stuck it in there. That's th That game on Sunday was the reason I gave up my season tickets. Five years of watching that same boring crap. No offense, man. Drive 70 yards, kick a field goal. Drive 70 yards, kick a field goal. It's boring. Give me a game where there's something exciting going on. Oh, but they won. Yeah, okay, but it was still boring. It was terminal. It was coma-inducing. And the idea that anybody would spend hard-earned money like I used to my own cash before I got freebie tickets and go out there and spend money to park and go through all the bull crap and sit there in the sun schwitzing your brains out and spending 20 bucks for a meal. For the, you know, it's supposed to be entertaining. If it's not entertainment, I don't care how much of a quote-unquote fan or front-running phony you are, if it's not entertaining, who the hell needs it? I mean, we know the Panthers aren't going to be entertaining, but Luis will have a nice new arena and all kinds of... Here's a mobile at the fall, speaking of that. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Bill, um, if the uh, social McGuire deal goes down and they're tied at the end of the season, uh, who's, who's going to be the, the, the winner of the game? Who's going to be the winner of the game? Yeah, who's going to be the, the, well, the what one... What kind of a question is that, sir? Who's going to be the winner of what game? Of the baseball, with the home run hitter. Whichever. Who's going to be the winner? Both. Both. Well, Sosa's been up to bed. Sir, let me say, sir, there is no, no, sir, let me say it again. Both. Be, uh, see, you asked me a question. Is that a rhetorical question or do you want the answer? It doesn't yep. make any difference how many at-bats, how many walks McGuire got. They both would share the record. They both and have share. a nice day. See, he asked me a question, but he wants uh, to make his own answer. He doesn't want an, uh, the answer to the question. It wouldn't make any difference if McGuire batted three times as many times as Sosa or the other way around or walked 600 times. If they both have, like, 65 home runs at the end of the season, they share the record. Is that difficult to understand? Uh -huh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this town, man, these people know their sports. Thank God I finally got to work on a sports station. That was my problem. That was my mistake the first 21 years in this town, whatever the hell it was, 22, 23, uh, 50 years was because I wasn't on a sports station. But now that we're on a sports station, now we got people that really know their stuff, baby. Make no mistake about it. You listen to these people, they know their... Crap. Right. In fact, that's what they come up with over and over again. Crap, crap, crap. Right. 
One more. Crap. 22 before 11 and 5. Sir, if they both have 65, the record would be 65. Who has the record? Anybody could answer me that question. If Sammy Sosa hit 65 home runs this year and Mark McGuire hit 65, who has the record? Let's find a two-year-old child out there somewhere in Radioland to answer the musical question. Let's talk some football. Hey, let me tell you about... <laughs> Let's talk about... Yeah, where a guy walks up behind the other guy and sticks his hand under his ass. Hey, two, seven, sixty-nine, huh? Okay. I mean, seriously, I mean, I like... Don't get me wrong, I like football. I've watched it for years. I used to like it a lot more when it was exciting and it was a real game. But if there, if, of any of the major sports in this country, if there's a sillier sport than football, I mean, let's get serious. And all these macho guys, I ah, forget about this other stuff. Let's talk football. It's the macho stuff, baby. Where the quarterback walks up to the center, sticks his hand under his ass. That's a gay club, you moron. Hey, speaking of uh, doing the QAM. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Read about the, the Dolphin game. It, it was terminal. There was no offense. It was boring. Two teams with no offense whatsoever. At least if Buffalo would have used a little imagination, stuck Flutie in there in the fourth quarter, Buffalo might have moved the ball a little bit, might have made a game out of it, but they got this, uh, you know, this rookie, this green rookie, greener than a goddamn uh, lime. And it was terminal. How the hell could any... See, this is, this is what it's all about. 75,000 people go out there. They've spent their hard-earned money. And they sit there and they get tanked up before the game at the uh, tailgate party. And they sit there and they get tanked during the game. And they convince themselves that they're having a good time. Oh, this is exciting. And they're slobbering all over each other. and knocking the beers all over each other. And, like, uh, you know, going through all kinds of traffic and hell. But they're convincing themselves, Ah, oh, this is really great. This is great. And you know something? I went out there for five years, and it wasn't great. It was never great. Maybe once in a blue moon, there was an exciting game. What the hell happened with the phones here? We had every line on the board lit up, and now all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, Death Valley Days. They're in a big hurry today. They're in a real big hurry. They want to get to the bank, get their cash out. We have two open lines in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello? Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, I don't know if you know it, but I can hear George. When yeah, I'm we know that. Way. Yeah, that's the idea. Okay. It's a bonus. Okay, cool. So how about that new arena? Yeah. Were you there? Yeah, I was. I'm pretty enthused about it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. What can I say? I, I was absolutely in awe. You know, when uh, they gave us the seat selection uh, forms to fill out, mm -hmm. they were counting the uh, club level. I don't know why they really didn't give us a uh, more better picture of what it would be like, because uh, that club level is just something else. And, uh, I made the well, at least it's a at least it's a pleasant surprise because, like when they went from the Orange Bowl to Joe Robbie, we had thousands and thousands of people bitching and moaning and complaining, and many of them rightfully so that they got screwed because their new seats were a bunch of crap. And now people have thought that they were going to be a nosebleed or was really going to be a bad view or whatever. They went over there on Saturday and they discovered, hey, this is going to be great. At least I think, because when I yeah. what I saw the last time a few days ago, it's spectacular. Yeah, it is absolutely phenomenal. What a, what a place. They, they could have designed a better place. I'm just absolutely in awe. I can't wait for the first game. Really looking forward well, to thank God Wayne's thank God Wayne spent somebody else's money wisely this time. Yeah, right? Okay, and I'll see if he'd only spent some of his money on the team, we'd be all right. Yeah, now you're getting carried away. I'll see you there, pal. Okay. okay. Two open He sounded pretty excited about it, didn't he? He sounded enthused? No. Two open lines in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Let's hear from all those season ticket holders out there. Are we all really fired up and uh, pissed off about hockey already? No. Come on, let's hear it, all you sports aces out there. Come on, let's talk some football. Let's talk some uh, football. What's the odds? What's the odds? On, what's the spread on that uh, Vassar of Vanderbilt game, huh? 
Yeah, I love that one guy called Hank yesterday. He wanted to go down the list of all of his, uh, oh, and Hank blew him right out. Nice going, Humper. This guy wanted to go down the list of all of his uh, games for this coming weekend and who he was betting on and the spread. I mean, you know, some of you professional gamblers out there, I shouldn't say professional because professional gamblers are ones that maybe some of them make some money. I'm talking about compulsive gamblers who think that the rest of us want to hear about who you're betting on. Oh, my God, get a life. Jesus. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, sir. What's up? How you doing? Um, uh, you think Dolphins make Super Bowl decisions here in Miami? No, I don't. No? No. I don't know. They don't either. Uh-huh. Uh, you're a funny guy. I like your show. Uh-huh. Thanks okay. a lot. Okay, thanks. Okay, we have two open lines in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Hey, listen, the shipment just came in. Leave these people alone and stop making goofy faces in here, okay? The shipment just came in, and these bastards are having a whale of a good time. Yeah, there you go. They don't know Kevin Weeks from uh, Walter Weeks. They don't know uh, what the hell we're talking about. They wouldn't know Sean Burke from uh, Sean, who's in Northwestern, who called us a few days ago before we left. Good luck, Sean, and congratulations on getting out of here. Here's Davey. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I have to agree with you uh, regarding the Dolphins. I used to be a season ticket holder. They screwed me over from the Orange Bowl to the stadium. Right. They never acknowledged any of my requests to even move. I, I was like in the lower bowl, like right where the Dolphins would walk out on the first row, mm-hmm. they put me in the upper deck in the sixth row. Nice. The end zone. Well, that's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? You're right. A lot of the games are, it's hot, it's terminal. I mean, you know, it's almost kind of like there's one decent play. I mean, the last best game I could remember was against Kansas City when they came back. Other than that, it's, you know, it's even I tried to watch it on TV. I was so bored I had to scrape wallpaper to keep Oh, that, that game on Sunday, I mean, anybody who thinks that was an exciting game needs a lobotomy or else has got the most boring life in history of the human race. That was coma-inducing. I mean, do something. You know, It's the same old stuff. We've been watching this for 12 years now with the Dolphins. They drive down the field. They can't stick it in there. They can't score a touchdown. Nobody in their right mind wants to watch a game of field goal kicking. That's not my, my idea of an exciting ball game of any kind. You can't put it in. As far as the new arena goes, um... I'm excited to go, but I have a feeling you're right about uh, what we're going to have. Yeah. Uh, as far as weeks goes, why bother signing them now? Well, I, I, I think they're just about uh, they're fed up with him. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sign him at all. I mean, who who what has he done? Nothing. He never won a game in the league. I mean, give me a break. This is like uh, absolutely outrageous what these guys are doing. They're yeah. Killing the game. Okay, pal. I'm depressed. Have a great day. Well, he's got agents just like the president's got lawyers. Okay agent where he's got one client and he's got to try to squeeze as much money out of the organization as he can so we can get as much money out of the deal as he possibly can. It's just uh, really sad. Okay, we got one lo- a call left on the board. They're spastic today. They're here. They're gone. They're on. They're out. They're in. They're off. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Do they care about Clinton? No. Do they care about Sosa? No. Do they care about the new arena? No. Do they give a crap about anything? No. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. I think we reached the end of the road. It's time to take a few days extra off. Besides just that vacation next week that's already coming up. I think like a few extra days could be well spent and put to good use. This is just unbelievable. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You know, I went to the arena um, Saturday to look at the seat. Yeah. Uh, I had when we had gotten the uh, we had requested either club level or, you know, lower bowl. Yeah. And what they did was they, of course, we had to send in our deposit and pick one of the two. Uh-huh. We never got to go to look first, which I wanted. Yeah. So we took the club level, a little afraid because you said they were pretty high. 
but I took it anyway. And uh, they are a little higher than they were in the arena, you know, because I was on the second level in the arena, but I had pretty good seats uh, on the second level. Yeah. But they're, I would say they're just a tad bit higher, but the first row yeah. in the, on the club level is to die for, okay? Right. I mean, it's absolutely terrific. Actually, I'm in the third row, but well, i got to tell you something. They just, that arena is awesome. What did I say? I just hope that uh, they treat you, you know, good there. Like, uh, you know, they, they treat you pretty decently at Joe, at, at Joe Robbie, I guess, but in a club level. But the seats are very comfortable up there. Okay. Take some good reading material, too, by the way. Yeah, you think so, huh? Uh, I know so. Okay, have a great day, pal. What do you say? We have two open lines today. Are these people excited today or what? Uh -huh. Oh, my God. These people are fired up and pissed off. They're whipped up to a frenzy. I would say one step, like one hair away from coma level. We're talking about the club level. Forget the club level. We're on the coma level. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Is Sammy Sosa the victim of racial, whatever it is? A bunch of bigoted Americans. Is that what it is? Uh -huh. There you go. Does anybody give a crap? And if they're tied on the last day of the season, if they both have 150 home runs, who wins the home run championship? That's our poll question today. If they both have 675 home runs for the year on the last day of the season, who wins it at the end of the last game? Who wins the game? <laughs> oh, that guy was great. Who wins the game? <laughs> oh, my. Now, is this Andy from Hollywood? Is that why you have so many question marks? Hello. Hey, Neil. How are yeah, you? Yeah, it's Andy from Hollywood that we don't talk to. I told you, call me after the season starts, okay? Butt plug. And maybe then if I'm in a really good mood, I might talk to you. I'd rather sit here begging for calls for four hours straight and never even get one tickle, not even a, a bad, uh, a, uh, wrong number, than talk to you and that idiot Mitch. We're not going to go through this crap again any more than I'm going to repeat the mistakes I made this last season after I first came to this radio station of having people who are allegedly friends of mine telling me what I should say on the air. Oh, you can't say this and don't say that. I'm not going to go through that bull crap again and go through all that political horseball of the organization, their thin-skinned organization, and we're so concerned about this and you can't say that. And it was, oh, uh, yeah, right. I'll say whatever the hell I want to say, okay? And you'll like it. And you'll shuck it right up and have it for breakfast. Shuffer and shuckatash, all this bull crap, all these uh, idiots giving me a song and a dance. We give instructions on what I'm supposed to say. I'm not a puppet like some of you people out there that you can be manipulated and have uh, people put words in your mouth. Professional little ass suckers. We got more than enough of that in this town already. Professional little ass suckers. There are a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. Pawns, shills, you come up with a name, whatever it is. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. In fact, the greatest day in the history of the human race will be the day we get rid of Wayne Hypinga altogether. So that maybe somebody in this town can actually go on the air besides a couple of us and give their opinion without worrying about whether they're going to get their next paycheck or they're going to get canned from the organization. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Great. Hey, great show. Love it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this, this Sammy Sosa thing, he hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't broken the record yet. I mean, I agree that... Uh, well, what, what do you mean he hasn't done anything yet? He, he, did, he did the same thing that Mark McGuire did. Right, Neil, but you know the media. I mean, you know, he hasn't done anything. People want to see... He hasn't spot. done anything? I mean, he tied it, but he hasn't broken it yet. 
Hasn't broken it he yet. Broke I mean, Ro he broke Babe Ruth's record. He broke Roger Maris's record. Personally, I think he's, uh, you know, pound for pound, better ball player. And how come, how come, okay, if that's, if that's the thing, if they're waiting for him to go ahead of McGuire, how come there is no, there are no marked balls? He could have gone ahead of McGuire any time, the last at bat on uh, Sunday, or he could have done it last night. Okay? Well, I mean, as a, as how, how come they're not marking the special? They don't have special balls there like they did for, uh, for Big Mac. I guess you're right about that. But, I mean, again, I think he's a better ball player, and I think he's, you know, he's taking it in stride. No, that's not the point. But the point is, how come we have a separate set of standards for one guy who's a big white guy and another one who's a black guy who came from being a schlepper in the Dominican Republic? Yeah, you're who's, right. Huh? You're right, you're right, you're right. How come it's the commissioner of baseball, who's nothing but an asshole, and I really do mean asshole, Bud Sealing, how come he can't make the big trip from Milwaukee to Chicago on Sunday to be there like he did for Mark McGuire? How come the game wasn't on national television? That's terrible. How come the game last night wasn't on national television? How come ESPN couldn't put it on as a late sporting one after after their uh, billiards or whatever they're putting on there, their pocket pool? How come they couldn't stick that on there last night? <laughs> Neil, do you think uh, Heisinga has any intention to sell the Panthers sometime soon? You bet. You think he does? Yes, sir. Go out there and uh, tell John Henry that uh, hockey's better in baseball. Well, hey, Neil, I love the radio show, love the TV show. Um, can I get a request in, Neil? And have a great day. Dade County is wide open, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Dade County, where's all our people from Alama, Republic of Dominicana? Are they out there? Yeah, Let's hear from you, okay? All you Dominicans out there, whatever that means. Let's sit down and have some Chivo Guisado for lunch. What is that, fried goat? What the hell is that? Oh, goat stew. Jeez, like I said, <laughs> you guys first, not us. Ugh. 1057 at 560. QAM. Neil Rogers. God. Only for good night, sky, cause it's black. And Paul the Jones is our new poster day. We saw the elves above on the 700 Club. And I think that Pat Buchanan was his name. We lean way right. Oh, and need a cane.
saga of come along baby they just went can't let it go there's that big fat candy crawling candy listen up baby this could be for you hormone may be weight through weight control breakthrough somebody just faxed us this from cnn interactive from boston if it's from boston it must be true researchers have found that extra doses of a naturally occurring hormone can reduce people's appetites possibly opening up a new way to fight the battle of the bulge in a study by danish uh, danish researchers Working in conjunction with a team from Harvard Medical School, a group of 20 people were given the hormone GLP-1 intravenously, then offered lunch. What are you laughing about? I haven't finished yet, and you're already laughing. It is kind of amusing the way that then they were offered lunch. They ate 12% less than needed when they were put through the same process with a placebo. GLP-1 is secreted normally by people's intestines when they eat. It goes into the bloodstream and eventually to the area of the brain that controls the appetite called the hypothalamus. Scientists surmise that GLP-1 tells the brain when a, purpose is, when a person is full, it's time to stop eating, as in, that's it, cut the crap. So giving people additional doses of the hormone reduces their appetite. I think that this new idea that it might actually control appetite and be a form of treatment for obesity is pretty provocative, said Dr. Joel Habner of the Harvard Medical School. Sounds Jewish to me. Oh, Happy hey. New Year, Dr. Joel. And unlike the other recent obesity treatments, such as Fenfen and Redux, which have been found to have severe side effects, Habner says GLP-1 appears to be safe. Appears to be safe. So far, it hasn't caused any problems, he said. It's been given to hundreds of individuals over the five to six, uh, six years and are still alive. Oh! I mean, they are rolling on the ground and making guttural sounds, but they're still alive. However, there were limitations to the study. First of all, uh, all of the subjects were of normal weight. Oh, this is, they were all of normal weight. So researchers will have to perform additional studies to determine if GLP-1 will work with people who are overweight. What do they do in fat studies on people who are normal weight? You want some lunch? No, I don't think so. I had a piece of watercress for breakfast this morning. I don't want no lunch. Also, they have to figure out another way to administer the hormone because an intravenous drip, as used in the study, isn't practical. Anybody ever have an intravenous drip? Uh -huh. But Habner says he thinks GLP-1 is a pillar tablet. Could be on the market within two to three years. Oh! So let's eat now. And then in two to three years, huh? let's go out and have our uh, Haagen-Dazs caramel brittle crunch bars right now. And in two to three years, there'll be the magic pillow be out there. Oh! All right. Sounds like a bunch of crap to me. Give it to a bunch of uh, skinny people. Great. Probably gave it to a DT. We have an open line in date. 567. I know a lot of people would like to give it to a 567 0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hi. I'm wondering there's something that I don't think has been discussed a whole lot. And that's what's Jimmy Johnson plan on doing? Uh, okay. We have an open line in Dayton, one in Broward. 567 0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Well, are we discussing the Dolphins today? No. no. If there are any comments about the Dolphins, I'll make them, okay? If there are any comments about Jimmy Johnson, Dan Marino, John Avery, anything having to do with football, anything about going to the Dolphin games, I will make them, okay? Other than that, we don't discuss football. Michigan State beat Notre Dame 45-23. to oh! Michigan got clobbered 38-28 to by Syracuse in a game that was one-sided. And the final score, it was 38-7 to at one point. Oh! Don't indicate how lopsided it was. FSU got beat oh! by a girls team. Oh! Hurricanes beat another girls team. Oh! There you go. That's the end. That's all we need to know. San Francisco beat the crap out of the Redskins last night. The Redskins suck. Oh! There you go. That's the football seminar for the week. What else do we need to know? Anything? No. There you go. Summed it up in a nutshell. We don't need but a beat, but a boop, but a boop. Jimmy this and Danny this. Uh, you know, even if I did do a sports show, I couldn't handle it here. 
because it's the same repetitive, one-dimensional, boring terminal. Boring is the word I'm looking for, sir. Boring! Do you understand the meaning of it, sir? Boring. Just like Jimmy's hair, it's boring. God. Just like watching Roger Cossack on here again. Jesus, man, oh... What, what, what can I turn on? I don't care even if they impeach him today. I don't give a... What, what, give me a channel, something. ESPN 2, 208, exercise shows. No, I don't... They don't have any good guys on that thing. Maybe they got some hot babes with phony they big... Uh, huh? 290, Price is Right. 290, The Price is Right. Is he still alive? Jesus Christ. This guy, he's got like shocked white hair. He's 175 years old and he's still alive. Man. And he's still running around trying to save little fur things from uh, getting killed. It's 11.09 at 5, 5.60 QAM. That's what What's-Her-Name said. Huh? Was it Diana with, a, Diana with the Parkinson's disease? Isn't she the one that said that? What are, why is that Bob Barker music? Why is, it, why is that Bob Barker music? Uh, Boga Bryan gave it to us, and I stuck it in there. What does that have to do with Bob Barker, though? That music. Isn't that his music? Well, what do you mean, his music? Whatever. <laughs> I didn't I didn't bring it in here. Hey, for all you internet hoppers out there, you want to get on the net, I mean, on the search that web immediately, if not sooner, and check out the latest on Penisgate and Camelot and all these other scandals, and maybe get on there to do something worthwhile, like check the market and uh, buy some stock and sell some stock, or get into some of those real nifty chat rooms with a bunch of perverts. Whatever you want to hop on the web for, the way to do it is with MindSpring, because this is the fastest way to, to weave through all the BS. No busy signals, no ads, no crap. You're on there in just a matter of seconds and doing your thing on the web. MindSpring is the best deal going, and right now they've got an even extra special deal for listeners of this program. MindSpring will waive their $25 activation fee. They give you the first 30 days free from the day they sign you up, and their award-winning software, which is rated by the experts the very best in the industry and very easy to use, it is yours absolutely free. And when you do make the call, you might want to check out MindSpring's no-risk prepayment option, which is going to save you an additional 10 to 15% off your monthly charges. So you save a lot of money, you save a lot of grief and the BS with no more busy signals and no more ads. You hop on the web immediately whenever you want to do it. Pick up the phone and call MindSpring today. Tell them you heard about it on the Neil Rogers Show. Call them toll-free, 1-888-M-SPRING. That's 1-888-M-SPRING. This is 560 QAM. Are you got Sports Radio 560 QAM. It's me again, Bob. Douche when you're done. Tonight on the Hysterical Channel. Famous radio milestones. A reenactment of radio's greatest moments performed by the multi-talented Leo Dynamo, Lenny Martez. This is Rumman, the bombs are falling, they're falling all around me. Boom, boom, boom. Uh-oh, I think President uh, Kennedy was shot at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Or was that uh, Central Time, 2 o'clock? Uh, the, the Giants won the planet. The Giants win the planet. The Giants win the tennis. The Giants win the tennis. Blah, 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 blah. The Giants win the planet. 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 
Today is December 11th, 1941. We're going to tell you we're going You tell them, Lenny. Wop, wop, This is the... Uh, Lenny Martez, reenacting famous moments of radio. Tonight, only on the Hysterical Channel. All right. All right. Welcome to the QM School of Broadcasting. There's one of our prime graduates. Nice going, Lenny. We love you, sweetheart. Oh. Whoever the hell you are. Here's uh, Miramar. Hello. Hello, Nail. Yes, sir. You know, uh, the other week when uh, my wife and I were ma- watching Mark McGuire, yeah. I told her, I said, now you watch. When Sosa breaks the record, it's not going to be the hoopla. It's not going to, he's not going to get his just uh, rewards. Yeah, man. Like Mark McGuire. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't a racist thing. It wasn't anything concerning race. But I just had a feeling that he wasn't going to get the same recognition as McGuire. I, I just, I don't understand it, and I think uh, the people, the baseball people ought to be embarrassed and humiliated as hell, including the Cub management, who did absolutely nothing there on Sunday to arrange, uh, I mean, you knew he was right on the verge of it, and certainly he's got the ability to hit two or three on any given day, and uh, they had nothing planned, no commissioner, no uh, ceremony, no 62 Corvette, no specially marked baseballs, no uh, Maris family in the stands, no uh, hookup with uh, Mark McGuire on the phone, which would have kind of said, no nothing. True. Just a lot of tremendous fan enthusiasm, which especially in Chicago, you know that's going to go on, and they're ranting and raving. But other than that, uh, nothing. And then last night, like I said, here he's on the verge of hitting 63, which most of us think he'll probably do it before McGuire, and uh, nothing. It was just poor planning. And, by um, and the behavior of the Milwaukee Brewers, I want to say this, and I want to repeat this over and over again, and maybe the fact that they're owned by that asshole Bud Selig, maybe that's got something, maybe it rubs off on them. Totally without class. I watched that game. I still got it on tape. Absolutely unacceptable. He's rounding the bases. He's just hit a 60-second home run. There's not a high five. There's not a grab ass. There's not a pat on the ass. There's not any acknowledgement whatsoever that anything special just happened. Unacceptable. Shameful. Shameful. Hey, Neil, when you used to work on the beach at WKAT... Yes, sir. You used to have a young lady in the reception area that used to take all your mail. And I think her name was Amy. Nice, young Jewish girl. Amy? Yeah, she was kind of heavy. I remember Laverne, who was uh, too dark to be Jewish, but no, I remember no Amy. A young Jewish girl, kind of a little plump, a little plump, nice long brown hair. Oh, she Monica. Re- oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I used to deliver the mail there. Yeah. And uh, I heard you talking about your mail problems the other week. Mm-hmm. How long ago has that been going on? Because I'm sure you haven't always had problems with your mail. And well, since, I since I changed the address, since I got a private box, that's how long it's been going on. It's and other than that, you haven't had any other problems with your mail service? You mean over all these years? Over all these years. Uh, when did your problems start? Other than the fact that it's slow. Because it's been changes in the postal service. Right. Uh, like five years ago, they came up, they came up with the, uh, new, um, a new system called DPS, which automatically sequences the mail. DPS? Is that the dumb postal service? Is that's, that what that is? That's what it stands for. Dumb? It's supposed to be delivery point sequencing. Yeah. Okay, but as soon as they change, and that takes the mail out of your normal letter carrier's hand. Yeah. And uh, machine sort it, and then you get mail from Bumfuck, you get mail from everywhere. Bumfork, you said, yeah. Bumfork. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> you said. get mail from everywhere because your carrier no longer 
cases the mayor. He does yeah. cases some mail, but he doesn't case all the mail. I think, he, I think he's casing the neighborhood, the, the mailman I got. Well, listen, pal, have a great day and say hi to Sammy. You too. All right. What do you say? Okay, we have an open line in Broward, five, six, seven. It's only a month and a half later, and I'm still my mail is still uh, trickling in. It's you know, I, 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 they wear you out. You know, you just reach the point where you don't care anymore. I mean, are, are my magazines like all up to date? No. Have I sent out a bunch of stuff? Uh -huh. and, uh, change? Uh -huh. Does that mean like Satellite TV Week? Did I get that this week yet? No. No, and it's uh, good through Sunday. So uh, you know, it's just uh, one of those things. It takes time. It takes a few months, and then eventually they wear you out and you give up. Here's Miami. Hello. Warren, and it sucks. Yeah, okay, well, thank you so much for waiting all that time. 17, almost 18 minutes, this guy waits on the line to tell me that baseball is boring. Well, you know, sir, I can't imagine anything that could be boring in your life to be holding on the line for 17 minutes and 57 seconds to, t to get on the air for like four seconds to tell me baseball is boring. If you don't like it, guess what? Don't watch it. I don't give a crap whether you watch it or not. The most exciting thing going on in America today, as far as sports is concerned, is the Major League home run race in baseball. There is nothing that's even close. Baseball is boring. Okay, we're, we're impressed. We're tremendously impressed by your lack of a life, sir. And believe me, over these 22 years, I've talked to many people in the same boat as you. No life whatsoever. Not a glimmer. Not even a blip on a radar screen as far as a life is concerned. If they would hook this guy up to one of those, what do they call those, uh, oscilloscope, whatever that thing is? And it would just be a straight line. That little bleep would be just going straight along. Boy, I'm going to tell you, it's so hot in here today, we could fry eggs on a console. We could have lunch, dinner, breakfast. Open line in Dade County, 657 What is it? 567. Well, I had the right numbers, just in the wrong order. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T line. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about after listening to that. 18 minutes of this guy's life, he waits on hold on a phone with a phone stuck in his rectum to tell me that baseball is boring. God, am I impressed. Here's Weston. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Why does everyone want to talk about Jimmy Johnson? I have no idea. Hey, I may have put my finger on it uh, about women and why they... I just don't think they get the show. Mm -hmm. Last night, I'm watching the show at 10.30. Yeah. I tell my wife... I didn't watch either show last night. I was too wrapped up in my baseball. It was very good. I was good. too wrapped up getting bored. So my wife, I tell her she's in the bedroom. Yeah. I tell her to put on the show. She's been, she's been listening to you for like five years. Mm -hmm. She turns on the show and the first thing is, I didn't know Neil wears a yarmulke. Oi. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh. Terrible? <laughs> hey, no, the one you had on... No, not terrible, just depressing. Well, the one you had it's on depressing. last night... The one you had on last night was like a good fit. You actually looked like a nice Jewish boy. I don't want to look like a nice Jewish boy. I want to look like an idiot because somebody wearing a beanie on their head looks like an idiot. That's why I'm wearing it. I don't want to be a nice Jewish boy. Oh! <laughs> but... That's part of the problem. Wearing a right? beanie on your head. That's that, don't they get the... Am I supposed to hold a sign up saying, don't look that I look stupid wearing this beanie on my head? Don't you guys get it? She, she's Whether clueless. it's the Pope, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the uh, Jews, whoever it is, I mean, it's a stupid, idiotic thing, and especially with the holidays coming up and all these dutiful, obedient Jews that are going to go to show for their one time of the year and they're going to stick a beanie on their head. Why are they doing it? Yeah, my mother's, like, scrambling for high holiday tickets. I'm like, why do you go once a year? You know. Unbelievable. Hey, I also noticed the shirts you wear, they seem to be, you have them in every color. Yeah. What, a Walmart have a sale? Okay, have a great day. See, there you go. I mean, didn't we transcend that three months ago? We got off of which shirts I'm wearing and what color they are and with the yarmulke. 
But uh, that's what you're dealing with because it's a visual medium, and God forbid these people should actually figure out what the show is all about and what I'm talking about. And this guy's taking it, telling me his wife don't get it. Open line in Dade County, 5670560. We want to hear from somebody from our Republic of Dominicana today, don't we? Yeah, you bet. Come on, somebody that's whipped up to a frenzy about Sammy Sosa while they're eating their Sancocho Dominicano. Whatever the hell that is. What is that? Oh, it's meat and potato stew. Sancocho Dominicano. I like saying that, though. La Republica Dominicana. God, it's got a light, nice ring to it. You don't want to go there, but it's got a nice ring to it. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello. I bet it's about as exciting as Belize. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, i got a question and a statement for you. Uh-huh. Um, do you think if the race was between McGuire and King Griffey Jr., do you think the reaction would have been different? No. And the statement is, um, I believe that white America can't stand a black man being better at anything over a white man, yeah. and it would be a double slap in their face if it was a black Dominican man. Yeah. So, you have any reaction on that? Do I have any reaction on what? If if it was King uh, Griffey Jr., a black man... I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it would be any different. I think that the media has chosen Mark McGuire as the great white hope, and that no matter who else does it, especially if it's a black guy, uh, they're not going to get the same kind of notoriety as Mark McGuire. He's been branded as the uh, new Babe Ruth. And God bless you, sir, and good luck to you in America, because it's a racist country. Make no mistake about that. The darker your skin is, the less we like you. And Sam, I'll see, Griffey probably would get more attention because he's not so dark. He's almost kind of like light chocolate and looks pretty good, too, by the way, Ken Griffey Jr. Sammy is very, very black. He's got a bad complexion. He's got a great... I love Sammy Sosa. He's got a great sense of humor. You watch his press conference. He's a funny guy. Keeps talking about his Flintstone vitamins. And baseball been very good to me. He's, he's got a sense of humor. He appreciates uh, what, what he's gotten here. Here's a guy that came off the streets, a schlepper, that has made it as a multimillionaire now, lives in an eight-bedroom uh, condo on, uh, on the lake in Chicago, that at least is grateful and appreciative of what the hell he's got. And these people, they don't give a crap less than any. I'm going to tell you, you football people, you are the scourge of the earth. I'm not talking about just football fans, because a lot of people are, including me, football fans. I'm talking about you one-dimensional football people who live, die. You are idiots. You're morons. You're imbeciles. You're simpletons. I'm embarrassed by you. You're taking up valuable space that living and breathing people could be taking up. Everything else is boring to them. And like I said before, and they can't deal with the truth, they go out there to a hot sweaty-ass place with a bunch of drunks, 75,000 screaming idiots, and they convince themselves they're having a good time, like on Sunday. And I got news for you. It didn't take me 17 minutes and 57 seconds on Sunday of staying on hold on my TV on that uh, spot on the dial on Channel 4, which they spent thousands of dollars to put that swill on the air to convince myself that I was being bored. It took me about two minutes, and click, and then I came back a little later, another 30 seconds, click, more of this crap, click, see ya. But if you want to pay your hard-earned good money and to be bored to tears, be my guest. It reminds me of the Panther season last year. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we weren't getting bored to tears. It got to be a chore to go down there. At least now it's close by. I can walk home in the middle of the uh, second period, say, screw this already. I'm going to stop at the Sawgrass, or I'm going to stop at the Amico station that's on the way home and get me a Haagen-Dazs caramel. Uh, I'm going to get two of them, caramel brittle crunch. Two of them, then I'll have two sticks. Uh, each dog can lick off the uh, remnants of one stick. What? Oh, they love doing that. Don't you? Uh, shouldn't give your dogs chocolate. I'm talking about what you leave. Do you think I leave any chocolate on those sticks? <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot who I was talking about. Mister, you idiot. On both sides. And then they get just the aroma of whatever. Oh, there used to be chocolate on it. Mmm, yum, yum. That's pretty good. You know, like that. 
You idiot, like I'm leaving chocolate on that stick? I'm so sorry. God. Crazy man. Jesus. You think it would be like my letting them lick out the inside of the fish food container before I did it first. God, what a dumbbell. Do you think I got this fat by letting my dog suck up all the good stuff? You are really slow, Mr. Spick. It's 11.27 at five years, especially those of us who love a good stogie at the track. But now it's a fad. There's no question about it. And if you're going to smoke a stogie, you might as well smoke a good one. Oh, soggy stogies. That's my warning to you. If somebody brings you a soggy stogie, tell them what to do with it. Or somewhere, but not in your puss. Believe me. Or Monica's. Happy birthday. How did you know it was my birthday? I'm psychic. Oh, isn't that nice? I'm physic. Huh? I said uh, happy birthday. Uh, thank Cock you. Moon. And that too. Cockamoon. And happy uh, New Year and happy uh, unhappy Yom yeah, Kippur. Yeah, everything. Happy Purim. That too and happy Sukkot. Yeah, but the sad thing is that today my air conditioner sprung a leak. Uh-huh. And the man is here right now. Well, the man came to wish you happy birthday. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, and that's it. Does that man listen to this show, the air conditioning man? Wait, wait, wait a minute, what? Oh, he says, uh, says hi. His See? name is Glenn. Hi, Glenn, how you doing? See, Glenn's a listener of this show. I knew Glenn yes, had a good listening. taste. There you go. Happy, and a happy birthday to Glenn, too, whenever the hell his birthday is. I'll tell him. Okay. So take care now. Have a happy and stay cool. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, thank you. How do you like that? It's your birthday today. Happy Purim. We have an open line at Dade One and Briar. By the way, so this uh, thing about the... the uh, see, I, you can't win no matter what you do with these people. When I used to wear the old uh, polyester Jew pants and the old Cuban uh, polyester shirts, oh, my God, he's the worst dresser, he's sloppy. And I didn't really give a crap, but I used to take a lot of crap for that. Now I come in here dressed like a mensch without no polyester Jew pants, those low riders, and wearing my nice Tommy Hull uh, finger, uh, finger uh, whatever these shirts are. Right. And uh, looking uh, almost human, at least from the neck down. Oh, well, it was the wrong color and it was this and that. Unbelievable. And they, they still don't get the thing about the damn yarmulke. And I'm not going to stop wearing it, by the way, because I insist I will wear it until the day they take the show off, like uh, November 26th. I'll continue wearing it. Because uh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, a, it's idiotic. And why are these people going to go to shul on you uh, very soon? Russia shot in Yom Kippur, the high holiday, holy days. People who couldn't give a crap about any of this stuff less, but they've been conditioned to do it. And the, the reason they would give you is it's tradition. That's the word we always hear, tradition. Was slavery tradition? Uh -huh. Bigotry tradition? Uh -huh. uh, uh, sexism tradition? Uh -huh. Hatred traditional? Uh -huh. Yeah. All of those things are tradition. Does that mean we should continue doing them? No. Because they didn't make any sense when they started doing them, and they were unacceptable and ridiculous. But because people are conditioned into being little puppets, little marionettes, oh, we've been doing this for years, we'll go put the thing on our head, the schmatan. Why? That is the question I would ask you today. Why in God's name? I, how come I still can't find that thing? Did you move it? Oh, there Letter Y. Oh, I hate that. Why? Yeah, why the hell are you doing that? And I'm, believe me, I don't expect any response to it because I'll get the same response I did the day I talked about people standing up for the prayers at the football games. And then I hear Defoe the other day talking about how he introduces the guy. See, that's why Defoe's a little shill, a little ass-sucking shill, because he's got 7,000 different... This poor guy, I feel sorry for him. He's got 7,000 different jobs to try to eke out a living. He's got the TV show there on Whammy. He's got the radio show. He's got the Saturday trade-out show where he tries to, uh, you know, trade out a few uh, whatever he can get for the house, a few freebies. 
He's got the uh, the Panther thing. He comes out there between periods. He's uh, in uh, talk about sloppy pants, and he's uh, doing that thing. Then he's out there at, uh, at the PP Park, the stadium formerly known as, and he's doing that stuff and introducing the preacher and introducing the halftime show. I mean, to give the guy credit, he's working 30 hours a day. But how many jobs does it take to eat doing a tennis show and a golf show and a highlight show and a dog track show? This guy's on every... You keep flipping that channel, there's Defoe everywhere. He's all over the place. He's like cancer. Everywhere, spreading like a disease. But I'll get as much response about tradition and the beanies as I did about how come people stand up for the invocation when it doesn't belong at a sporting event. None. zippity do. I had like a half a dozen people, and most of them liars, I'm sure. I don't believe that those people are called in here, sit down through the invocation. I don't believe it. I went through that thing years ago when I was a season ticket holder begging people, how about a few thousand of you join me? Let's start something. And if the NFL finally gets wind that people are getting offended by this, they'll stop with this crap. It doesn't belong here. I mean, it would like be going into a public restroom. Okay, before you sit down, now hold it, hold it. Let's say a prayer before. Let's hope that everything comes out okay. Okay, now you can go. I mean, insanity. Lunacy. You can condition the human race. You can condition people to do almost anything. Anything. You know, they talk about hypnotists, you know, and I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not so sure that I believe any of this stuff where they, sh you know, they snap their fingers and people are falling down. I don't buy any of that. That's a, a Vegas show kind of a thing. You know, it's a gimmick. But you can brainwash people into doing virtually any goddamn thing under the sun. And then when you ask them, well, how come you're doing it? Ah, I don't know. It's tradition. Everybody else is doing it. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, how you doing? Great. I got a couple points to make about the McGuire Sosa thing. Yes, okay. sir. I hope you'll hear me out. I'm listening. <laughs> First of all, uh, you know, we've been uh, we've been holding our breath for 37 years for someone to do this. Okay, uh -huh. somebody finally did it. I think if it was a white guy trailing McGuire, you'd see the same letdown because people are kind of over it. They got it out of their system. It's been done. You know, and now this guy comes along, and I think what he did is awesome, too. But I think kind of America is kind of over it, in a way. They're over it? What does that mean? I just think that, that they've been waiting 37 years for it to happen. The hype was at a fever pitch. This guy finally did it. You know, and people but, just but kind let, of let exhale. Let me say to you again. They were, tied, that already. they were tied at 54. They were tied at 55. They are now tied at 62. Well, McGuire They're pulled still away about from him, you know, and, 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 and the guy got there first. But look, this is my big argument. Think for a second, Neil. If McGuire and Sosa were playing ball and the professionals down the Dominican Republic yeah. going after for the most hallowed record down there, do you think for a second those people would be going for McGuire? No. You think for a second? But, the, but, but they're but not all racist, but wait a right? We're the racist ones. They're not. What about Mexico? So what are you saying? This is a white country? No, what I'm saying is it's nationalistic pride more than anything. This guy is quintessential Americana. Sosa does not speak English, man. I know he's... Yeah, you're, you're absolutely wrong. He speaks very uh, decent yeah, English. He, does, he speaks with an accent, but he speaks English. To it. People don't relate to it, and I don't think it's racism. I think if Ken Griffey Jr. had been the one right yeah. after him, people, you would have seen more of a... Uh, showing for him because well, that why, guy's from well, here, you know, but now you're arguing with yourself. I'm not. You just made the argument that McGuire did it, and then we uh, people are tired of it, and now you're saying if Griffey would have well, done instead of Sammy. Even people... the same thing. Even the same thing. If McGuire got there first, people would have been over it. But, but I, I think you That's not what you just said. Why would they have given him a warmer response? Because he's uh, not so dark? I'm saying that... You're look, making my argument all, for it. It's a bunch of racists. Thank you. He made a good argument. That's right. That's right. It changes the complexion of the whole goddamn thing because Sammy's a lot darker and Ken Griffey Jr. is a lot better looking and a lot lighter and he's got a candy bar named after him. 
And quite frankly, the guy's right, because Griffey Jr. is the best athlete in all of baseball anyway, right? Oh! Absolutely, no question about that. So what tells everybody bitching about? I mean, the guy makes the argument for me. It's a racist thing. I mean, he's talking about in the Dominican Republic, the, uh, the local guy against the white guy. This is supposed to be the melting pot. This is supposed to be, and again, I've been telling you for years it doesn't work in this country because uh, for a, a multitude of reasons. How come you go to other places? You go to Amsterdam. You go to Toronto. You see all these different Oriental, oh, excuse me, Asians, whatever the hell they're calling them, gooks. You see all these different people from all uh, people from Pakistan, all over the world. They get along. No problem. But in America, it just ain't working, baby. There's something wrong somewhere. There's a chigger in the woodpile. 20 till noon at 5, 6, Can beat that gator meat. Cast last night was either Dave O'Brien or Joe Angel, I figure, which I flip over there for like one minute. And they're making a comment about some upcoming thing at uh, PP Park and about uh, there's some activity that's going to be going on that's for free. And they said, oh, Rimmer will definitely be there for that. Joe Rose is doing entire spots for Arby's built around the fact that Rimmer's a cheapskate. They're doing it on uh, television on the Marlin games, but I'm the bad guy, okay? The guy that buys all the dinners at Roots Chris, I'm the bad guy because I tell it the way it is. And by the way, do you know you're getting really old? Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello. Mobile in Margate. Okay, great. Boy, they, they had it queued up and then able to... How long... Oh, I didn't see the time on that. How long did they potsky around with that? 20-ish minutes. 20-ish minutes for that. That was good for like about a quarter of a second on a year. Excellent. They're almost as famous as the other guy with the 17 minutes and 52 seconds to tell me how baseball was boring. Yeah, it was pretty boring in Detroit last night, even though it was a meaningless game that went into extra innings so long that it wasn't even in the papers this morning. Chicago 17 and Detroit 16. That's pretty boring. We have an open line and the uh, Mets winning an extra innings, pulling one out of their ass. That's pretty boring. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, I can name that tune in two seconds. Uh-huh. Listen, if I were to send you... Really, who saw Chaco? <laughs> she saw you wearing the thing, and she just thinks you're just like this devout, you know, Jew, okay? Oh, my, a devout Jew? <laughs> That wears its side saddle over the side of my head? Well, well, the thing is this. If you were to wear something like, you know, like what the Pope wears, that, that little pistachio shell thing on his head. And, yeah. Uh, oh, or, I love that. Uh, hello? I would love that. Yeah, well, how about if I send you a bunch of them? Because to me, all religion is crap. Right, you know? that's, that's my point. And I think if you were to wear different stuff, you know, like a towel head one day and a Buddhist uh, veil right. or some Excellent. crap like that. Okay? You want the address? I, I know it. I'll, it's in the middle tomorrow. Okay, thank okay, you. Thank God bless you. Eight weeks for delivery. Thank okay. You. okay. <laughs> and uh, it must be pouring cats and dogs. I can hear it hitting the side of the building out here. We lost the satellite signal there for just a second about a half hour ago. It's raining cats and dogs because he's upset. Yeah, this business, let me say it to you one more time. You know, I mean, I can't change it, and it isn't going to change. But this is such a race, racially motivated thing. The fact that here we got two people who are like neck and neck, nose to nose. And, you know, maybe they just kind of jumped the gun a little bit because they were coronating this guy. It's like it's like calling an election over like they do in the city of Miami, you know, like uh, halfway after the votes have been counted. When you got the ones that you want, okay, the election's over. You're in. Maybe they should have waited a little bit. Of course, they had to have some kind of a spontaneous celebration because he did break the record. But nevertheless, before they coronated him and decided to giving him all these uh, gifts and the car and this and that, because now they've backed themselves into a corner. 
because you got two guys with 62. You still got about a dozen games left. And suppose they alternate. Suppose uh, Sammy hit 63, then McGuire hit 63, but then here's 64, and they keep going back and forth. They can't have like 500 uh, celebrations. They back themselves into a corner. They only got so many 62 Corvettes. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, because I notice our friends at Potemkin Toyota advertising the 99 Toyotas around. When does the new uh, Corvette come out? I'm a little worried about that because we had that GM strike for about a month there, and I certainly am jonesing for one of those great new 99 uh, Corvettes and still trying to figure out where I'm going to buy one since I seem to be having all these problems. <laughs> oh, it must be you. You're a hard ass. Yeah, you ask any of the people I've ever bought a car from. I'm the biggest sucker that ever came down a pike. I walk in the door. I look around. Oh, there's the car that I want right there. How much is it? Okay, here's a check. Here's my deposit. And uh, that's it. Write it up. There isn't an easier guy to sell a car to in the universe than yours truly. <clears throat> but then after the fact, you know, things get screwed up. Uh, you bang up the car, and they give you back a piece of crap, which happened in one place. And then another place, they hook you up with a with that FU bank up there in North Carolina, where their slogan is FU no matter what the problem is. Oh, it's you again? FU. Yeah. Which it took me like two months to finally get the uh, right con the right uh, payment book with the right account number on it, because the FU bank up there is so big, their ass don't know their elbow. So I'm a little bit concerned about those 99 vets, when the hell are coming out and who's going to have them, and et cetera and so on. Not that I'm looking for a special deal. Uh, when it comes to cars, I always play a, pay cost plus 10. A list plus 10, however that goes. Here's Miami. Hello. Mr. Neal, you haven't seen the new Corvettes yet, the 99? I've seen the pictures of them. Oh, man, you need to see one in person. It's like what? a spaceship. Who's got them? Um, this guy at the Yacht Club, at the Biscayne Bay Yacht Club. He has like a silver one that's awesome. Where the hell did he get that? I don't know. It's this old man that he can't even... I think he parks it there three days a week. Oi! Yeah. Hey, Mr. Neal. Yes, Are sir. you friends with Bill Tanner? Am I friends with him? I know him vaguely. Am I friends? No, I'm absolutely not. Are you? Oh, I thought that you were his lover. No, I'm not. Are you? No, you are. Uh -huh. Okay, thank you so much, faggot. We have an open line of date, 5670560. Oh, that's another one of the guys with the stories. This guy, the old lady's got the uh, 99 Corvette or some old guy, and Bill Tanner's driving his kid around in it, whatever the hell it is. I'm in a real good mood today, okay? Don't mention Bill Tanner in the same breath. Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Plus, How he's not you? my type. Yes, sir. How are you, dude? He's not anybody's type. Okay. Uh, as far as the race issue with this whole thing, yes, I think it goes basically back to if you're a racist or not. Uh, people in every race... Well, what does that mean? People in every race, there's good people and there's bad people, right. right? So you should treat people the way they treat you, right? Right. And then forget about the race issue. But yeah. unfortunately in America, that doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think Sosa and McGuire are two classy guys. Right. They both treated each other nice. Right. They treated the, uh, the media more than some other ball players would have treated them. Absolutely. Okay. What do you What do you think if it had been Sheffield pushing them? Right. No one would have cared at all. No. For Sheffield, right? We'd have been, we'd have been cursing under our breath. Exactly. Okay. So. When, we, when you look at it like that, McGuire does owe Sammy some credit, too, because the competition pushed them to get to this point where I mean, they're how, at right how, now. How difficult would it have been for the commissioner of baseball, who's a real piece of crap, right. how difficult would it have been for him to be in Wrigley Field on Sunday or in San Diego last night, since Sammy now is you know, on the verge of going ahead and taking a lead in this, and sh show some respect, show some tangible, visible evidence that he gives a crap, uh, nowhere to be found. In fact, Chip Carey on the GN last night, I, w I was proud of him. I was screaming. I was so happy. Took a couple of good shots at Bugs. But he said, I know you're watching, Mr. Commissioner. Too bad you couldn't be here for this event. 
And as far as people saying there is there is no racism racism in baseball, yeah, that has been since day one. You know what? You know what? That's like saying it's like saying there's no fact in, in the church. Yeah, just exactly. as ridiculous. That's exactly. right. Exactly. It's it's been there since day one and still exists to this day. Amen. Okay. And uh, as far as the 62 vet for McGuire, yeah, what do you think they would have given Sammy? A 62 Toyota Corolla? An old brown beat-up Corolla, absolutely. Have a great <laughs> Have day, Have a nice day. All right. That's exa- right on target, baby. Oh! He's got it. He knows it. The 2-1. How come that wasn't on Nationwide? One of the most exciting moments in my life. And this asshole before that waited 17 minutes and 57 seconds to tell me baseball is boring. There was more excitement in that one moment, in that one swing of the bat, than all the NFL games on Sunday combined. Combined. Put together. Period. No argument. No questions. That's it. They're still screaming. Yeah. More excitement in that one moment than all those stupid ball games. But and I'm hey, it doesn't have to be that way. It's just called mediocre. I mean, New Orleans is two and. Oh! I mean, what does that tell you? So many bad, bad, horrible, crippled up garbage teams and people. That, like I said, they go there and they try to pretend to themselves. Oh, this is an exciting event. This is great. We're having a great time, aren't we? Aren't we? No. Oh yeah, we are. Give me a break, Philadelphia and uh, St. Louis Rams. And Tampa Bay that was so highly touted. All New Orleans and Atlanta Falcons. And all these horrendous, grotesque, terrible, terrible, awful Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the Dolphin fans, they're screaming two weeks ago, Hey, we went up there and beat the Colts. They pounded the crap out of us up there to, uh, last year. Yeah. They looked real good against uh, New England the other night, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my God. Just rampant mediocrity. And if you think that, if that's your idea of excitement, more power to you, baby. I'm real happy for you. Five minutes before noon at 5.60 a.m. So how long is it going to take before these people understand that I'm a very devout Jew that's going to be going to the High Holy Days and uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, et cetera, and so on? Not. I, I just don't get it. We should have made we should have made a deal that they would have to be on at least three years on Whammy on the TV thing that would give people enough time to catch on, understand what it's all about. Because, man, you talk about slow. How long does it take? I mean, I'm wearing a goddamn yarmulke right now. I like patch. I got it over one eye, and they still don't care. Oh, it's very serious. He's a very devout Jew. You know, he keeps saying oh, over yeah, and over yeah. again. He hocks a chinook in Yiddish. Guess what? Or uh, People that are very religious don't hock a chinook in Yiddish, do they? They say kaksahoyz. Yeah, I guess they do, especially if you drive on Shabbos. Get that off. Get that out of there. Crazy old Jews at the wailing wall. They're wailing on it. With their tzitzes and their uh, tefillin and all that other ridiculous stuff. It's all a bunch of bull crap. That's the point. That's the point. Who the hell do you think wrote all those old bubble mices in the Old Testament? A bunch of crazy old Jews. Abraham. Abraham Solomon. Don't be knocking Abraham Solomon, okay? Oi. That's right. He's the only one that had any idea what it was all about. We have an open line at date. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. And Pompey, let's uh, get rid of this crank call in South Beach. Hello? South Beach. Yeah. The home run record for a single season hasn't been broken yet. And when Sammy ends yeah. up at the end of the season uh-huh. with, with the record, uh-huh. it's going to be a lot more important than what's going on with McGuire and uh-huh. all those rigor. Okay, thank you. Okay. Well, you, why did you have question marks next to that? That was a very articulate call. Just because he was in the bag. We have two open. That's what Sammy said. It's in the bag, baby. Oh! Two open lines a day. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. It's a pretty sad day when our only call a date is Dave the cop. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Let me ask you something. I thought that 
the teammates of McGuire chipped in and bought him that car. You sure it was Major League Baseball? Or was I, it... I, I don't have any idea. I didn't see that. That happened long after. I mean, I wasn't sticking around at, uh, you know, midnight to see the ceremony until uh, 2 in the morning. Yeah, I think it was his teammates, and if that's the case, then I think uh, Sosa's teammates could have done the same thing. Could yeah. Could have taken it a bit more serious, and I, I think the real... And how come the Cub organization didn't plan any kind, you know, to stop the game, have some kind of a ceremony, and, uh, you know, and of course, it was, it was kind of different, although, you know, they did get the guys in both cases with the baseballs, but uh, how the hell could they be sure, because they didn't even mark the ball, there were no yeah, that, special balls. That, that was wrong with them. I mean, you know? what they're basically saying is, if you're a white guy in America, you can have special balls, but if you're a dark-complected guy, then nobody cares about your balls. How do you like that? You might have a point there. Yeah. But... White guys have special balls is what they're saying. Why aren't they showing more Cub games on the TV? They're, you know, I've been seeing more Cardinal games this year than right. I've seen in my whole life. Yeah. You know, I think now with them tied, they should be putting on more Cub games. Does WGN have any say-so about that? I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that they wouldn't mind if it had the editors. I, I don't know how, about the, how the deal goes. Well, the test is going to come. I thought that Fox was doing all this extra stuff, and then I read in the paper this morning, and Barry Jackass wrote it, so it must be a bogus. I read that they're cutting down the coverage these next couple of weeks now. Yeah. They're cutting back. Because uh, on Sunday, when they had the football game on ESPN, they could have put the baseball, the Cardinal game, on ESP, ESPN2. On the douche, right. On the douche, and uh, they didn't do that. I yeah. have to listen for updates. They suck. Well, anyway, you have a great one, and if, if Sosa was a Cardinal, he'd have been God. There you go. All okay. right. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, Dade County's wide open. All three lines open today. Did we hear from anybody from La Republica Dominicana today? No. Are they busy eating at uh, Chivo Guisado? No. They don't even know what that light is. They don't know that Dominican Republic Chivo Guisado. It's some Cuban thing. It is. They're serving it at El, Padre, El Parvinito. I've had it, but it was made by Americans. Chivo Guisado is an American thing? It is where I've been. Kind of like Che Guevara? Okay, 5670560, oh, Palm 560 on the Mobile One line in Dade. Here's a Fort Lauderdale. Hello. A question and a comment for uh, Lily White America. Mark McGuire hit 62 first. The question became, how many is Mark McGuire going to hit? Uh -huh. If Sosa hit 62 first, the question still would have been, how many is Mark McGuire going to hit? Uh -huh. Now, my question to Lily White America yes. is, what are you going to do when the human back spasm winds up with 63, Sosa winds up with 68? Yeah. That, that, that's my question. I, how about we take the car away? I would like to see him take the car away because I think Sammy Sosa has has bigger balls anyway. That's right. Okay. It <laughs> oh. sounded like Woody, if you ask me, doing a voice. That's okay. Good call there, Woody. Call us again next year. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Does anybody care about this stuff? No. no of course not. Notice all the women calling in here today? No. Just our friend, the uh, thanks for calling lady. That's it. Rest of these women, they're busy uh, investigating the president again. You know, I took that poll yesterday, and the thing that really shocked me, maybe people just didn't want to answer, uh, you know, they didn't want to be vague. So they said either resign or impeach or uh, leave him alone and stay in office. But my answer is I can't, I can't take any more of it. I can't stand any more. In fact, uh, give me off of this. What's on 290? Is Bob Barker on there saving animals again? Oh, CBS News? Oh, now again, oh, oh now, we're, now we're talking... It's John Benet Ramsey. It's almost two years later. We're coming up to Christmas time, 1998. It was found December 26th of 1996. Yeah, it's almost two it years now out there in Boulder, Colorado. And, and they're working the a little bit slowly because the old man had a lot of cash. That's what it was all about. Only $50. Yeah, that's right. They're working very slowly on that John Benet Ramsey murder case.
And we just, maybe, maybe when they feel like it and they get around to it, they'll let the brother talk to the authorities. Or maybe they'll come back in the, you know, if they're in the right mood or not. What kind of a goddamn investigation is that? Do we have justice in America? No. Did we get justice in the O.J. case? No. What do we got now? Sunset Beach. Okay, let's get some good naked people on there now. Now, that's what we want to see. Some good young flesh, tanned, not too dark, kind of like Malcolm. See, that's what Sammy Sosa's problem is. He's too dark. I'll guarantee if Malcolm from the Young and the Horny, if he had 62 home runs, he'd be a, they'd be grabbing him. I'd be grabbing him, I'll tell you that. I'd be chasing him. Here, and even if he don't hit the 62, here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I have a question. Uh, you know, the first thing about Sosa McGuire, you know, my hat's off to Sosa. I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm a, just a big baseball fan. Yeah. 62 home runs is great. But what I think what is upsetting me more than anything is the, the race issue. I agree with you 100%. I feel that Sosa was slotted. I feel a lot of what you feel. But Well, what would, what would be the reason other than that? Give me 20 or 30 other reasons. Well, what the reason why I called and what's mainly upsetting me the most is that the people that are mainly calling and complaining about the racism mm -hmm. are the black people. They are? Uh, I've only had a couple of black people call here today. All The whole show been on for two hours. Did you hear the first team this morning? No, I did not. Yeah. Uh, well, you well, think I'm going to listen to that show? No. <laughs> well, every other call. Well, Goldie wasn't out of it. It was mainly Joe that was taking care of all the calls. Yeah. But, um, it was, I mean, they were really just um, ridiculous well, but, every but, other call. Well, but wait a minute. But do you expect white people to be calling in and sticking up for black people as far as a racial argument? I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it's, it's, it's not about that. But what, it, what I'm saying is every time... In any situation, when you hear, whether forget it's even baseball, but it's anything in general in life, when it comes down I mean, to I mean, race issues. I mean, if they ban Troy Aikman and Steve Young from the Gay Olympics, do you think that straight people will call in and bellyache about that? I, I doubt it. No, I'm just, I'm just saying in general, I, I kind of have a problem with every time there is a race issue, uh, regardless of whether it's sports or baseball or just life in general. It seems to be the black people that complain. And the well, black well, people... Wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean by that? This, the, same, the last time I checked, Sammy Sosa was black. If people believe that their people, the, the group to which they belong, of which they are a member, of which they are a person, is being discriminated against, who else would you expect to be complaining about it? Right, but what I'm saying... I, I mean, I was Martin Luther saying. King white? Martin Luther King was black. Yeah. Right, okay, absolutely. So was he fighting for rights for white people? No, he was fighting for rights for black people. So, so what? I don't understand your point. The point I'm trying to make is that whenever there is a situation that comes up where race is brought into it and involved into it, the first people that will call and complain are usually the black people. Not necessarily. I said yesterday, I think the most thin-skinned people in this town are Hispanics by far. By far, not even close. Well, there are a lot of When I started talking about Hallandale and the old people in Hallandale years ago, the old Jews were carrying on. Uh, they were trying to get me off the air, Sonny Rosenberg and that crowd. There, there's not any one group that's got any, uh, you know, uh, stranglehold, any lock on uh, being uptight. But in the meantime, now that you've made that allegation, what do you think the reason is? Why is Sammy Sosa being slighted, and why was uh, Big Ugly Mark McGuire treated one way, like, like the all-time hero of the universe, and Sammy Sosa is almost like an afterthought? I agree with you 100%, and you can blame a lot of that on the media. 
Yeah. A absolutely. Well, I, I said that the other and day. And you also blame it on the Cubs organization. Right. That's absolutely correct. Absolutely. You you know, it's it's not fault of Major League Baseball that he did not get well, the same it's Bud Selig's, it's Bud Selig's fault that he wasn't there in Chicago on Sunday or out in San Diego last night. That's his fault. Well, and he's the commissioner of baseball. You and me also share the same opinion on Bud Selig, too. He's an asshole. Yeah, well. <laughs> he is. You, you put it better than I could have. Okay. Um, all right, Neil. Just wanted to... Talk with you a little bit. But keep in mind, we had a lot of white people calling saying the same thing. All right. Okay, have a great day. All right, Neil. What do you say? We have an open line of Dade 1 and Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. What he said, all you darkies out there, quit complaining so much. That's what he said. Let's hear from some people who will just lighten up a little bit is what he said. Lighten up. Get some Clorox. Start working on it. That's it. Roll up your sleeves like Ross Perot would say. And do, do, do. And lighten up a little bit. Because America likes... They like black people who are, like, not black. They like, like I said just a minute ago, they like Malcolm on the Young and the Horny. Guys who are very, would very like, uh, give me, a, like, uh, Harry Belafonte's daughter. I can never think of a Sherry. Is that her name? Sherry Belafonte. They love her because she's beautiful. She's got big gazungas, and she's not too dark. She's not too, when you're real, real, like jet black, then all of a sudden, man, it's a whole different ballgame, right? Am I right about that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't get too dark. Ten minutes after Sports Radio 560 QAM. Lick it and stick it. But sports back in the early uh, you know, teens and the twenties. Guys like Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth, they had to work their way up into white leagues before they were allowed into a major league baseball. The white leagues. Huh? You think I'm just making that up? Uh -huh. The white leagues for white guys. We have an open line in date, five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Yeah, Neil, I got a spy report for you. Uh-huh. I was backstage at the Power 90 State concert um, they had it the other day. Uh-huh. And you wouldn't believe who has a girlfriend. Enrique. Bo Griffin. Bo Griffin has a girlfriend. Okay, great. That's good news. We already knew that. Okay, we have two open lines in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. How come it is that little spicks can't call us with anything, can't address any of the things, whether it was the president we talked about yesterday, whether it's Sammy Sosa, no matter what it is, they've got their own little agenda. They've got stupid little stories. They've got stuff they want to, uh, you know, diss, uh, what's her name, the, uh, the uh, Schmo, Schmo Griffin. Let's get with it. Let's start getting with the program, okay? And stop being out there on the periphery of the human race just because they caught 10 uh, Castro spies and it's on the front page of the Herald, plastered all over the paper like we give a crap. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Yeah, I didn't get to hear the show yesterday, and I'm sure you had talked about it with, with uh, the Sosa, and I, I'm, I'm sure you did, and I'm glad you're talking about it today. But about, I'm we didn't a talk about Sosa yesterday. We talked about El Presidente yesterday. Okay. Well, anyway, I, when, they, when he hit that 62nd and the 61st, I'll tell you, I'm white. I'm as outraged as, as could be. I think it's a disgrace. I think it's an outrage. And uh, not to have the Maris family there as well, and yeah. to mark the ball, and to do the same exact things that they did for him. Now, the only thing that I can figure... Other than the, the, the race card, uh, which I'm sure has some validity to it, is maybe they're thinking because the other guy got to it first uh, that that holds more weight or something, which is totally ludicrous. No, I, I don't buy that because all year long, the thing that everybody has talked about who has any interest in this whatsoever 
has been breaking Roger Maris's record. That's the standard, 61. In 1961, 37 years ago, that's the all-time record. That's the most important record in all of sports, and they've both been, uh, you know, uh, trying to break that record. Now they both do, and look at the difference in the response and the reaction of the uh, of Major League Baseball, the commissioner, the team organizations, the uh, other team that was on the field. And it's interesting that when McGuire did it, the Cubs and Sosa were the team that was on the field, right. and all of the Cubs uh, high-fived and, uh, you know, grab-assed with McGuire, and Sammy came running in all the way from right field and embraced him, and they had a big ceremony. But in this case, uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers, totally classless, and uh, Bud Selig, uh, you know, put his stamp right on these guys. They suck. Right. Neil? Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I I had liked baseball going back like you did, and then I really went away from it, and I'm a Mets fan, and, uh, you know, due to the pennant race and the 62 homer, I mean, I'm getting some interest back, but yeah. the, even though I'm a Mets fan, i got to tell you, I hope that Sosa hits 100 home runs this year. I, I hope he's the one that comes out with more in the end. This was a slap in the face of this guy. You know, it really was a disgrace to mm -hmm. him, his family, and so on. Yeah. I think they should be I'm turned off again by this. By and how, how do you like the guy that calls before and says, well, you know, if Griffey, even though Griffey's also black, if he would have done it, uh, there would have been more because he speaks better English and he's like more American. Well, well what the hell does that mean? It, well, what does that mean? I mean, it's ridiculous. These are asinine people. The guys from the Dominican Republic, you know, which puts out more baseball players per capita. You know, what does that say about? Forget about the United States, wherever you're from, what color. This man has done something that's so impressive. He gets on a hot streak like he did uh, that in June or whenever it was. He's going to hit. And by, uh, by the way, that was the all-time major league record for most home runs in one month. Twenty by not Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Twenty in the month of June. Oh! I just thought I would mention that. I mean, he's got more RBIs. He's in a pennant race. Uh, right. In a, in a he's going to be the MVP race. in the 